You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and we've made it. 200 episodes. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've talked to. Do me a favor, really, do me a favor. This is 200. Like, I've been doing this for yeah. seven years now. Uh, so do me a favor, go to iTunes, put a rating, put a review, tell your friends, tell your coworkers if you still talk to them, or your family if you still talk to them, <laughs> whatever. Just let them know about the podcast. Uh, I've had a bunch of people on. I've been focusing on comedians uh, lately. So uh, definitely check out the episode I just did with uh, Alden Shop. That was really interesting. I did one with uh, Brandon Lewin from uh, Big Laugh Comedy, who's doing big things here in Austin. So definitely check those out. Go to the archive. There's plenty. So do me a favor, support. Uh, share it, uh, review it, leave a rating. It really helps. But without further further ado, this is 200. So my guest today is none other than Corey Wolf, comedian. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good? I better start calling myself a comedian. I, I mean, I guess I put an hour into it. I guess it's time, right? Yeah. So how, how long has it been? Because I was there your first time. So it's a month. It's been a month at this point. Yeah, less than, I mean, that was like two weeks ago, like something, it was, it was like 20, ago? I think, it was like right at the beginning of the March when I started doing this. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be interesting because, you know, so far I've had mostly what I call, not not established, but if you're, you're not professional until you're like 10 years in or something, but uh, people have been doing well, it for yeah. at least... Hmm? You're not, you're not professional until you get paid. That's the definition, well, that too. right? That too. But you, you, I, I'm, I'm hoping that by the time you... If you've been doing it for 10 years, you got to get paid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, otherwise, yeah. you're doing <laughs> you something gotta, way you wrong. You just got a slow learning curve, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you've been doing the <laughs> same jokes... 20. Yeah, you've been doing the same jokes for 10 years and you're still not getting paid. Yeah, you're not professional. So I'm assuming so. But anyway, the people that I've had on have been doing it for at least two years. I'm only like one year in uh, actively. And mm-hmm. so, and you're just fresh, like three weeks, maybe, right? Yeah. So, and I was there your first time. And I pushed you. <laughs> you pushed me. I, I did. I was like, Corey. You pushed me off the ledge. So, you I know. Mean, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta understand. Like we, we we were talking, and you're telling me how much you you write and how much material you have, and I'm like, so what's to hold up? Like what's stopping you? And you didn't have an answer. I'm like, then fuck off. Just go. Just do it. Sign <laughs> up. Just fucking do it. Yeah. So how, how? First of all, how how did that feel that first time? Um. Awkward, but like everybody was welcoming. I guess I don't know how much it was that I was just a female or whatever. Like, are you going through that in right away? Did, huh? did, you guys, you got you got laughs. I think didn't you? I think I you got know? a couple laughs. I mean, yeah. I'm a weird person, so it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like, while you while like you go up and. uh you got the lights on you. Everybody's paying attention to you. What's going through your head? I, I'm just curious what it, what it was, what it was like for you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, what's what's going through my head is like how 
vulnerable should I get? You know, you're, I'm wrestling with myself with like ripping my clothes off essentially, like all my protection, uh-huh. you know? And that's, that's really tough. Like I can't just talk about my dick up there. That's, it's more intimate than you ever realize, you know? Right. And because I'm used to walking around shielded. So this is a huge lesson in being vulnerable to strangers, essentially. Mm-hmm. So. Did you have, uh, I mean, I still prepared it. It looked like it. Like you said, you had tons of material, so you've been. Oh yeah. You, you knew what you were gonna say. I I I've loved, man. I remember I grew up in the when Aladdin came out, and so Robin Williams was a huge influence. And well, hold on, hold on. And Monty you, Python and what? You grew up when Aladdin came out in 1994. Yeah, I was born uh, 1988. I'm 33. Okay. All right. So that was like my formative kind of years. I, there was a lot of comedy going on and uh, cartoons, uh, funny cartoons, SpongeBob. Um, but I got, I also got into older things like Monty Python and um, New Kids in the on the Block. Or is it New Kids in the Hall? Yeah. New kids, another, kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall, yeah. Not New Kids on the Hall. <laughs> yeah. That would be a thing. Uh, that's a, a mix-up, you know. Um, and then and then also, I remember, like, around high school, uh, YouTube started coming out. Uh-huh. And that was huge for a little, little sketch group comedy to come up. So I, I watched... These, uh, like I remember watching Donald Glover's first videos mm-hmm. when he came out with um, with his little sketches at, for his little com- company. It was like College Humor, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember College Humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, yeah but so, so, are you? Uh, do you have siblings? Hmm? Do you have siblings? Yes. I am in the middle of five kids, so. Ah. Are you the one? Are, are you, hold on. Are you, the, are you the one? Are you the forgettable one? And you wanted to. You middle, wanted to the middle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the I middle, too. Have middle child syndrome when I got to be like, look at me, guys. I'm doing things. I, I remember um, when I was little, I would just dance in the living room in front of everybody and put on performances and things like that. So <laughs> did it work or you never got prin- it? Well, I actually was the princess for six years. So I got a lot of attention and then my throne was ripped away from me by my little brother and sister who are twins. So. Ah, <laughs> do it once. Whoa. Take that Corey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, how, how far apart is it? Six years apart. Yeah, six years from apart from my youngest brother and sister, and then I have an older sister who's three years older, and then the elder brother who's six years older. So, three is a, an important number. My family. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's the same here. My my sister has three on me. I have three on my brother, and actually, between my other brother, there's four. 
Um, well, I'm, and I'm also like, I'm going to be 33 this year. So this number keeps popping up over and over cosmically, weirdly. How so? What is, I don't, what's because I'm paying attention. I don't know. <laughs> what is it about I, I 33? Think, well, that's, it's like the oddest age is what I was, was told. It's like, you're not an adult yet, but you're holding it's on to you. It's like if three is an odd number, and then you double at thirty-three. You know, I didn't. So I'm trying to remember thirty-three it's a right prime now. Prime number. There, I mean, now you can divide it by eleven. Three divided by eleven. Yeah. But, I I can't remember I, thirty-three. <laughs> I don't know. I am paying attention to these like stupid numerology things, and I like I don't really believe in it i'm a scientist i think and um you know it's it's all related somehow it's i'm just trying to figure it out but what? i do like to study ancient symbols and like read old stuff and you know, ancient i i love history like oh okay anthropology but is, is that something that you could talk about with your with your siblings or with your friends growing up because you keep saying you were weird yeah i was usually i usually hang out with teachers a lot you did what <laughs> like i was the i was the weird girl who would stay after class and ask all those all a bunch of questions oh oh that's that's i, I had i had friends we played magic the gathering and we played like um squash ball and things like that like so but we were nerds. Yeah, nerds. And mm -hmm. I, and I, and I, and I really think nerds now rule the world. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. You're right where you should be. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All nerds. I'm a nerd too. Like I, you know, I was a computer science major, and I love uh, science, and I love cartoons and video games and anime and Japanese shit. So yeah, I guess that makes me that makes me a nerd too. But uh. So not getting that attention for a while, um, how did that translate into, comp well, at least into the writing? I mean, you just started like three weeks ago, but what, what did you blog or something or did you have an outlet um, where you could? No, I just, it's just an outlet really. It started as an outlet and I, um, I read a lot. I, I just, you know, I sit on YouTube and just watch for hours, like lectures and things like that. Like, I love school. I, I am, <laughs> I am, I am a teacher's pet. Okay, I am. The teacher's pet. I love to learn. It's like, what's your degree my, in? That's my thing. What's your degree in? I'm curious. That's all I can say. Uh, my, my degree is in biology. I have, I have a bachelor. I have a bachelor's of science in biology. But uh. The, but did you did you work anything within that field once you graduated? Um, no, I. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I ran away and did festivals for a, a little bit after that. Like I was doing, so I I've been working at Burning Man. Right. For I remember. Yeah, you doing years. That's right. Yeah. You're running Running Man. Uh, running Man. Burning Man. Burning my hand. Yes. That's right. I totally forgot about that. And I asked you about yeah. drugs. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what's the weirdest shit you've done? 
and that that you've seen. But what, how did you? Um, I mean, I, I've, I I don't know anybody who's been. Uh, I have friends who I take that back. I know people who've gone there, but I haven't talked to them about the experience at Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And so I I just know from you know either the podcasters talking about it or whatever is reported on, online, and how crazy of an experience it is because like you go there one way and you come you come out of it a different person i guess because it, it's so spiritual and so open-minded and so free and all these things that it it's it's almost a transform it, it is a transformative experience right mm-hmm. and you did that for how long eight years yeah right after college uh no i like so I went to community college and I got a degree in, in philosophy. I got an associate's degree in philosophy and then I didn't go to school for like three years. And then I went back for forestry and then I changed my major to biology. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between that, I, I um, moved around and uh, mostly up and down California. When you say you, uh, is this you? Or you and family, well, you and a boyfriend? No, you mean a boyfriend. <laughs> you know, there you go. I, I have a bad habit of moving out to places with boyfriends, but this time I didn't. So I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> Wait, did he introduce you to Burning Man? <laughs> yes, I. Uh, ah! Yes, it's called uh, uh, the fuckocracy. You know, you date somebody and they're like, "Well, I'm bringing my girlfriend. Come work with me," and that's what I and, did. Wait, he worked there already? Yeah. Yeah, wow. he was a, a the manager of the commissary. So we all get so you go out there as a volunteer, and you go where you can make yourself useful, and they'll give you a ticket. But you have to provide everything else yourself. And unless they pay you to be there, they're not going to help you. They're only going to really help you with meals. You get paid in meals and a ticket, essentially. So. Okay, hold on. Yeah, back up. I, okay. Back up, back up, back up. So, boyfriend, let's call him. Uh, yeah, okay, my yeah, I'm getting into technicals about volunteering for Burning Man. You don't have to know that. Yeah. So, so, let's call him Jason. So, Jason, okay, Jason. Some, some, white, some white guy, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just had McDuffie on, and he, he said he had the whitest name ever. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, I named like Jason and Michael and Brian and Tyler. Like, those are all white names. Anyway, let's say Jason. So Jason goes, hey, Corey, you know, I've been working, we've been together for X, whatever, and I've been working for Burning Man, and I want, so I want you to come join me and work, too? Is that uh, Yeah, yeah, basically. Basically, said, I followed sure. him out there as his girlfriend. Yes, because it sounded great. It sounded fun. Like, I remember he described this thing where, like, there's a parade of of papacy like everybody dressed up as the pope and they just did a parade around this like the structures and the art and campsite out there i was like that sounds really fun like the way he described it it was it sounded like something i needed to see and he was right you know i am there's patches that say burning man ruined my life so well did it yeah, definitely. Eight years of it. No, I didn't ruin it. 
and didn't oh, ruin it. I okay. don't think so. Okay, I'm just, you scared me now. Like, I, no. Went eight years in a row. I think you liked it. Depends it. on what your depends on your definition of ruin. Well, okay, you were weird before. And so you, your boyfriend go, Jason goes, all right, we're going to, we're going to Burning Man. And you're yeah. there just for that time, right? Whatever in the summer. I don't, I don't even know when it is. Uh, I was out there for three, three months, two months. Okay. So two months out of the year. Yeah. And the rest of the year is there's nothing to do. Uh, well, I did, did a lot of uh, serving in restaurant jobs and. Oh, okay. But Burning Man. The Burning Man was like the thing every year. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going back there. I'm going to see my people. I'm going to yeah. hope and, you know. I would not take good jobs so that I could go back to Burning Man. Oh, so a job like career, nothing like career you Yeah, you can't really have a career if you're going to commit to things like that because, well, I went to school, so that helped. Yeah, like I could be out there, but and those those years I was going to school, I left early. I was only there out there for like a month. But man, I can't. I so can't I needed. Imagine. I like having that little break to go a little insane, and then get back to going to school. You know, describe insane then, because <laughs> you're working. I yeah, mean, you're volunteering. Work, yeah, but there's time like you get to go out there and like it's pretty amazing what people do and 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 build and, and just when people have the space to let their creativity just unleash mm-hmm. there's there's it's amazing like huge four-story structures that you can walk on and you can write on it and there's there's like for example the temple out there you can, there's music it's very spiritual and then you, at the end, you just blow it up. <laughs> yeah, like that, and you just let it go. You like, like the only, it only existed in pictures, and and the purpose of of the, so there's two when at Burning Man, there's two big things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday, so it's a week long. It's always the last week in August, and all through the, oh. there, there's events. So it's it's one week in August, but you're there for two yes. months. Yes, as to working there to set it up and then break it down again, because we oh. have to map it out and make sure that people are camping in the right place and there's enough porta potties and just the desert doesn't just get covered in shit out there. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of planning. It's a, it's the largest city. It's like the fourth largest city in Nevada for a week. It's over eighty thousand people. At that, in 2019, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like. Okay, so you're. And they don't keep very good count, so I thought I might but, be a little exaggerating, but it's still a lot. Yeah, it sounds like it. it shows out. So mm-hmm. there's two, there's two events. There's two things you said. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what are they? Oh, the two events are so the important thing is that they burn the Burning Man structure, like you've seen the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's on that's on the Saturday, uh-huh. and then they burn the temple, which is another big structure on a Sunday. So, the Burning Man burning is is a big celebration. It's noisy. There's fireworks. It's all this crazy shit, 
And then on Sunday, when the temple burns, it's a very solemn event because, and no, you shouldn't be playing any music, although some people do, and whatever. You can mourn mm-hmm. the way you want to mourn, but um, but it's supposed to be a somber event and reflective um, because the burn, the, the temple, so the way Burning Man is, it's like on a, mapped on a clock. Mm-hmm. And the Burning Man is the center of the clock, and the temple is at twelve, and then the city is like built around it. I wish I had a that's fine. Okay, I, I, a graphic for you, but yeah. Um, so that's that's the way it's mapped out, and um, so they 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 it's it's been really thought out, and they put a lot of planning into this this event. You know, it's been going on for almost how long now? Like I think twenty-eight years. Wow. Oops. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, so yeah, Burning Man in the the Burning Man in the middle and then kind of a two thirds of a circle, I guess, around it. Yeah. Uh but what but that I I'm curious. You go there the first time, do you feel like this is where you belong or you weirded out? Because they've been going for a while before you showed up. And now no. you're working and you're basically like your boyfriend might be your only guide there at that point, right? Uh no, lot there people are so welcoming for you to be there. Like it's something you want to share with people. You were not weirded out. No. Nothing shocked you, nothing. Oh sure, sure. Things shocked me, but I mean, I think it's that I've learned how, what it is to be most human there because you Uh have everything in this like microcosm and it's, and it's exaggerated and kind of um, set free because there's no monetary exchange, you know, it kind of like, levels the playing field for just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? So you you don't have this guard up, like, where you're competing, where you feel, yeah, how am I going to pay for this? Or you're competing, like, well, I, I, gotta, I have to ra- ration my funds in some way mm-hmm. because I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Out there, people are just giving the fun away. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, and, but with that comes with all the drama and heartache and sacrifice that you have to do that because you have to be self-sufficient. They have 10 principles that they're like, this is what you have to, there's guidelines to make it work. Like mm-hmm. you want to have a good time at this place. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you know him by heart? No, <laughs> for that shit. <laughs> I mean, you were I only the, know the ones that make that make me sound better than other people. <laughs> oh man! Because I mean, that, it, I mean, when you you're being ingrained. Yeah, I know. I'm jaded from working there. I mean, I mean, I'm polished, not jaded, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Burning man. The 10th principle, radical inclusion. Anyone may be part of Burning Man. We welcome and respect the stranger. No prerequisite yep. exists for participation in our community. Gifting, 
Burning Man is devoted to, to the acts of gift giving. Value of a gift is unconditional. Gifting does not contemplate a return or an exchange for something of equal value. Now, there's a problem here. Why? Well, not a, maybe not a problem, but there's an answer to the problem, the solution to the problem. But how do you value things? Uh, that, but that's not the issue. It's like Burning Man is a festival. Okay, it's wasteful. We've the the, the trees that have gone up in smoke for this thing are the numbers are probably pretty big. I don't know. I haven't done the math, but I'm I mean, sure somebody out there has tried. But like, yeah. fuck it. Like we we have like we have the resources to do this like we are things are going well we should celebrate it while we can Mm -hmm. and but at the same time you know just be mindful about like like this kind of stuff i think has been going on forever people have been gathering and like like the map of burning man really reminds me of chaco canyon which is in new mexico Okay. And it's this ancient site where mm-hmm. everybody from from all the continents would come and they would exchange information. And it's kind of built on the same like kind of clockwise thing. And they had crops and permanent crops and things like that. It was more permanent structure, but but they find artifacts all the way from and um like spices that came all the way from uh China. Mm-hmm. and the uh from the tip of south america like people from everywhere they were trading like chocolate vessels are found there mushroom vessels like people want to gather and share this information because information is a commodity mm-hmm. and that's so, the value that's the value you, to share the information and the resource but it is a resource vision. It is a resource. Not everybody gets to go to Burning Man. That's true. But, yes. Well, but, I just you know, everybody can go. <laughs> everybody can go, but like also there are like we have to have a permit to be on the land, and you have to drive through Native American. Uh, the you have to drive through Paiute Reservation to get there, and people leave a lot of trash, and they suck. And we got to pay people to clean up after them. But oh man. But I mean, but we're, but we're happy to do that. Like most people are very compliant. Most mistakes are innocent. Like people's are trying to haul all their trash away, but it flies off the top of their car and they strapped it down while they were hung over and, and, you know, oh, we're trying get to, to get naked. And like after they broke up with a boyfriend and like, you know, people make mistakes. You can't, we can't hold everybody to every mistake because you know we're well it's an interesting social experiment like if you take if you take money away how do people behave because i mean i forgot i was having this conversation but anyway the 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 idea that you know of course you know in, in this in today's world the more money you have the more power you have and you measure someone's integrity you can measure someone's integrity uh, based on what they do once they have power. If you, think sure. of, if, you yeah. think of, if you think of money as a source of power, 
and you take that away. And like you said, it levels the playing field. I don't care who you are, where you're from. Look, I got this goat. You got this water. I give you the goat. You give me the water. I mean, I don't know what's happened. I don't know if that's a, that's a fair trade or what. But the idea that, hey, we all in this together. We're in this desert. It's hot as fuck. I'm half naked. I'm high on mushrooms. And I need some water. And I got this goat. Can you help me out? Yeah, people just give you water and they'll, they'll help you whatever you need. Like, they won't give you a house. They won't be like, yeah, or, or you, they might, tent might blow away. You might have a spare one. I mean, there's a saying out there, the, the playa provides, man. But the what? I mean, you have the playa provides. So we call it the playa out there because it's on a dry lake bed and playa means beach in Spanish. Yes. Right. So. Um, so my, I, I feel like you can find whatever you're looking for out there. Like if you ask, like, where's the orgy? You'll find one, <laughs> you know, if you ask, <laughs> man, I just need a cool place to sleep. You'll find one, you know? And there's what, so people have been generators, I would assume. So it's not like people putting up TVs and like, isn't part of it like to be out, like out like yes. sustainable so it's not like people bring in their yeah tv and their playstation threes and oh no fuck that i like no electronics there's, there's no, no signal no no there's te- there's electronics there's fucking huge but why do you need a tv when right outside you could walk to a, a diplo concert you know sure. or or Tyco or something or jump on a, a car that looks like a fucking octopus on fire how could you how do you compare that with TV? Like I don't know. I'm saying well, I I, I'm look. just saying you're a fucking whatever. If you can stay at home. No, no, look, I, I I I get it, but <laughs> you know, people do glamping and they go out camping and they bring all their shit and it's it's the same stuff except that they are well also- that's why part of part of the um tenth principles is participation. You got to get out there and you got to fucking do something. You know, our community is committed to a radically participatory ethic. Yeah. We believe that transformative change, whether the individual in our society can occur only through the medium of deeply personal participation. We achieve being through doing. Everyone is invited to work. Everyone is invited to play. Okay. We make the world real through action, actions that open the heart. The key word here is invited. Mm-hmm. So at, at at some point, there's got to be rules. There's got to be some rules. I mean, I get the 10th principle, immediacy, leaving no trace, what's well, the environment. You just said that people leave their trash, but uh, civic responsibility, communal efforts, um, radical self-expression, radical self-reliance, and decommodification. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. But there's got to be some rules, like practical rules like we have is there any kind of uh law enforcement for example if shit happens yeah yeah for sure uh if uh you know just because we have airport we have uh medics we have uh it's a it's a city we've got our little like hospital set up we've got helicopters ready to air vac people out people have died there there's accidents you know, we've been, they've got their own team of lawyers. It's not, it's not separate from the real world. It is 
the real world, but we just build it and take it down. We just create this little bubble, this to like to be weird for a while, you know. And so you felt like you belonged there the first time. It's like it, huh? Did you feel like you belonged there? You were, yeah. I mean, I'm. I wasn't, I came back for sure. <laughs> I don't know, 80 years, that's, that's something. If you do something consistently for 80 years, you got to love yeah. it. Yeah. You got to love it. In, that's for sure. And so is it, do you? But, see- but it's not like, like when I'm ready to graduate, I'll stop going. Like when I learned the lessons I need to learn there, I'll, I'll be, I'll be over it. Like what, uh, what have you learned? What do you say lessons? Uh, when I say lessons, like. Um, did you have a life-changing yeah, experience? I learned, I learned a lot. Huh? Did you have like a life-changing experience while you were there? That, that what, what you would call a lesson? I don't know. Oh, sure. Like, you really find out what you're not capable of. Like, sometimes you're <laughs> helpless out there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you find out what you're not capable of? Yeah, because... What do you when think? you when you have to because you can never do everything yourself. You know you have to reach out and rely on those people. It, it's yes, there's radical self reliance, but but you know you you can't be everything. You're you may be you can't be a if you are everything. Like if you say, if you're a person is a Swiss army knife, you know, you got to pick the tools that you carry around. Otherwise you carry around like 10 million tools. You're going to have this knife this big, you know, it's not practical. So you have to help. You have to realize what tools you don't have. And, and part of building your tool set is going out and, and asking other people. Like I learned how to ask other people for help because I couldn't do it. I, that's the lesson all right that that makes sense but that's also uh one of them anyway. this what yeah that's life yeah. i mean if if you knew how to uh grow your own food hunt and provide and, and provide for your family and be a medical professional and uh you know get paid and all those things you know, you wouldn't have careers in different jobs. Like you're, that's what life is about. It's like, look, I, my thing is I'm a lawyer. My thing is I'm a baker. Hey, I, I'm good at flowers. Hey, I'm good at selling weed. Oh, oh I'm good at whatever. I mean, that, that's, I was 23. So when I first went, so <laughs> that's <laughs> you didn't know anything. you got to learn. Yeah. You don't, I still don't know anything. I don't know shit. <laughs> well you know something you've been there for eight years you've seen some shit and you it, it's one of those okay it, it it sounds like one of those uh festivals and I, I remember when we talked about it i told you about all outside that used to be here outside of austin mm-hmm. uh, which was like a mini 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 version of burning man you don't burn shit it's just you're out there there's no phone reception and there's art and yoga and music and you're just <laughs> out there for the whole weekend it's a great experience uh, but um, you, because you went there so many times and you got to 
first of all, be around people from, I guess, all over the world, I would assume. It's mm-hmm. not an American thing, right? People fly in from all over the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. experience, right? So you're exposed to all these different backgrounds and cultures and drugs, which we'll have to get to in a, in a minute. <laughs> you know, we got to. Uh, and, and, and you come back at the end after your, your, your two months there and you're back to regular life and you're like, God damn, this, this was, you know, this, this and this happened. So that makes me either a better person or I've learned something or I've experienced something I've never done before. I met somebody that, that mm-hmm. that's going to turn out to be my best friend or my boyfriend or, or somebody who can help me in life or like you build these connections and you, you learn from those experiences and you went there for eight years in a row. Mm-hmm. So all in all, you must learn some shit is what I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. sit there I've saying, learned, I, I don't a know. a lot of hard lessons to learn, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not, yes, yeah. you, you probably can't do, lesson. you probably can't do heart surgery. <laughs> you're not no. capable of doing heart surgery. No, but I can wrangle some cats, what we call it. It's like, telling volunteers what to do who are hungover and like I can, de- <laughs> I can definitely wrangle cats. Wrangle cats. Yes. But the people are difficult. Like the the caliber of people that you deal with out there is a very wide range. Sometimes you get like <laughs> So, for example, uh, I've, I know a guy who who works at NASA out there, and he calls himself the Space Pope. Okay, he, like, Space Pope. around, yeah, he, he's an accident. Um, he, what he does is he, he assesses accidents and near misses for NASA. So he knows about all the shit that could go wrong. Uh-huh. Like, you get people who are like super specialized is what I'm saying. And then you get people who are just like this like alcoholic kid and he's got a guitar and he's been wandering through the desert and, and he somehow ends up there. I mean, like a lot of the people who can't make it get weeded out, but, but it's all trial and error with every year. It's there's a lot of unknown. So if you want to go, you have to register, get a lot, or say I'm coming um, with so-and-so. I'm bringing my family with my three-year-old. So the easiest way to get in is <laughs> the fuckocracy, <laughs> okay? Go ahead. There's a limited There's a limited supply of those. Uh, two, uh, you join a theme camp. So you go to the website, you go to burningmandork.org, you make a burner profile, and they can they have the resources to help you hook you up with uh, people in your area that go to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And you can get involved and you can volunteer to help them like build their art camp, build if you want to learn how to weld, maybe they'll teach you how to weld. It's like that's part of the the culture that they're trying to to build is that we're not just going to hire professionals to build these things. We want right. people to invite people to sh- skill, share skills and just make something cool. Like there's something for you to do. There's a useful place for you, you know, uh-huh. that's either 
that's new or old for you. Like you get you part of the gifts you get are are that that learning. So you go to a theme camp and there's lots of things that people provide. They make art, they make pancakes, they make uh they pancakes. play music. Yeah, yeah. Like the theme I one of my favorite uh things to do is um this camp just called Midnight Poutine and their gift is they have they their kitchen set up and they just hand out orders of poutine all night and it's the most delicious thing ever. Oh poutine. Uh the yeah, like French fries with yeah, gravy yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Doing in Canada. And, yes. But can you go there and just not do anything? Would it get kicked Why out? Why would you do that? I, I don't Why know. You- I, I'm asking because I'm. I'm yeah, I'm, there's I'm try- definitely people who do that, but like, fuck those wet blankets. They suck. <laughs> Stay home. So, so let's say I have. I, I, I'm just. I'm just trying to poke holes in their in their vision. I'm sure. Be, I mean, if you have like just yeah. two thousand people in one place, it's most people like kind of go by whatever the rules are, the principles, the vision, and mm-hmm. they do all this stuff. I get it. But there's, there's got to be some stragglers, some like... Oh, sure. There's always, there's always assholes, but... Yeah, there's assholes I anywhere think, you go. Yeah, there's assholes anywhere you go, but I think there there's a, at least a little bit less proportion of assholes. And if there is an asshole there, maybe he'll have a time and he'll be less of an asshole when he comes out. Like... Well, that's the best like you can hope for, but in anything, you're going to have about a third of the population who's just an asshole. But the cool thing about it is that you're free to be and just as big as an asshole to them. There you go. I, I. <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm, I'm trying to you get you to tell like, a story. <laughs> yeah, like one of the, like this means like holding up the middle finger means hello there. Practically, there's like. People yell at you, fuck your burn. Like, who, th- who do you think you are? Like, you just, it's so funny. Like, you're up uh, against all these people and they're all just like did mirrors you, of what you're made of. Like, uh, did you ever have to deal with those people? And what did you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For example, now, what, can, like, what can you do, actually? Oh, I speak up for one. Um, for example, uh, in my job, so after a while, I got started getting paid for Burning Man. And so my job as of 2019 was uh, assistant manager for the Waterworks team. Mm-hmm. So we um, are a logistics, we manage the logistics from an outside company who has to truck all the water that we use in for the staff, for mm-hmm. everything, for our cooking um for emergency services so we handle that job and um um you know sometimes you got to go out and you've got to help and and like i have to you have to help get water into people's like weird setups mm-hmm. and climb on things and uh one time i was climbing back on the truck and this guy there's from this old guy from the camp he gave me some help, but he like 
you know, got a really nice firm grip on my cheek and I just turned around and I fucking let him have it. I was like, excuse me, I did not ask you to do that. I did not need help. And you just touched me without my permission. You popped you by the butt? Yeah, I did not ask him to. I said no. And he did it anyway. Yeah, I just stand my ground. That's what I do. Where was Jason? Jason, he stopped. I I dumped that guy a long time ago. (laughs) This was years after. How how many Burning Man did did Jason survive? I guess it's one. One. One? That was it? One. Like, we broke up after we, we went out there together. Ah, so what yeah, did you learn? He's alcoholic. It's okay. <laughs> it's, no, it's not okay. It's okay that you broke up. But yeah. And you worked there? Yeah. Now they pay me. But in the beginning, I was a volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I had some money to save them. Is there an age limit? A requirement? No. no. Like you could bring your baby. You to could burn. bring you. You could. There are babies born out there. Oh, some, people, some pregnant women try to have their babies out there. It's nuts. It's this mecca for, for crazy weirdos, like fringe people. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell you. Like, you fit yeah. right in. You fit right in. Where's the orgy? Uh, go to the... To, yeah, uh, way bring to your own office. condoms. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, there's got to be an officer of condoms. If you have a medic, they run out. I often have a sign outside that's like, "Please bring condoms. We're out." Wait. So, (laughs) what about does someone need to go get supplies at some point, like in the middle of the week? Yeah, there's. I mean, it's only two hours away from Reno. Oh, which is a big city. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple million. I don't remember. All right, so let's get to the drugs. Okay, (laughs) that's what it's known for. I'm sorry that. that's true. It's true. I That's mean, you, what my mom doesn't like it. <laughs> I, I bet. I mean, Corey, what are you doing with your life? Eight years. I know. Drug, <laughs> drug orgy festival you go to. Volunteer at that too. Volunteer. <laughs> you volunteer at an well, orgy I've always been curious about it, you know. Have you seen one? Seen what? An orgy. Mm, on yeah. TV. I, I don't look for that shit. I'm not. If I want to see things writhing i'll go look at some worms i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> no but I, th- that's really that's really the uh the thing that um when you think like, like your mom says you know when you think burning man you think yes it's a drug orgy festival i mean nothing wrong with it i don't think i mean no judgment i no, mean no, like no. you said you be free do what, whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody else by all means fucking have a ball i mean do do your thing, fuck how many people, however many people you want, do DMT and and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff and be happy and, you know, come home a week later and start a life again. But, so what, what oh, oh, you told me about a DMT trip you had, wasn't it? Oh, no, I haven't done DMT. Which one what did you tell me about? I forgot. Oh, acid? Was it LSD? acid you told me about? Yeah, sure. But you, try, you tried them all except for DMT? Huh? You tried them all except for DMT? Uh, I haven't tried, I have not tried DMT. I haven't tried ketamine. Um, I, I haven't tried GHB. I haven't tried a lot of those, like. Hallucinogens type shit. Uh, I don't even know um, what the category is. I'm just throwing that out there. More intense drugs, I would say. Yeah. Uh, 
not to say that LSD isn't intense, but it depends on the dosage. Uh, but but it's, it's not legal there in Nevada, is it? It's not legal anywhere in the United States. Yes. So you're... you're in this but the, little... thing, the thing about LSD is it is extremely easy to hide. You can put it, you can put LSD in anything. There kids used to mix it with Vaseline and put it on the door handles of police stations. Wait, 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 what? Yeah. There are kids, there were kids, people I know, but I'm not going to name. When you say kids, what do you mean by kids? I would try to dose police officers with LSD. You can hide it in anything. You can hide it in a pen. You can hide it in a lighter. It's You can't find it. Like, you could write a letter to somebody in prison and put drops on the paper and they could just eat the paper. Like, LSD is a drug that they can't control because of its experience, because mm-hmm. it induces a, mystic, a mystical experience and we can't they control that. We, we can't control that. We can't explain that. We can't, that's, people talk about seeing God and understanding the meaning of life and how do you control that? Like that's deeper than what we have a grasp on right now. And that's deeper than what we control with our laws. So did I, what was it for you? Would you try it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a quick, I, oh, yeah. I, man, I, I've been wanting, I remember I had this eighth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say his name because he's dead. His name is Mr. Giacomino. All right, Giacomino, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, he, man, he, this guy gave us some lessons that were definitely... <laughs> it's glad it's good for him that cell phones weren't invented yet with all the recording devices and shit. But like he told us he just was like straight up. He's like, yeah, these are drugs. They're not inherently bad. Like intent is is what makes it bad, but they're useful. Eighth you know? grade. Eighth what was, grade. What was he teaching? Uh science. Uh, oh. Uh, Earth life science. Okay, well, fair enough. Fair and but I mean, he put he put the bad lessons in there too. He was like, you know, this is how they make cocaine. Pretty much, these poor people in <laughs> in like Colombia, yeah, they call in Colombia. They don't have the resources to have proper chemicals. So the way they they and there was like a chemistry lesson in it too. Mm-hmm. They're like they have to extract their ammonia ammonia from their own urine. So they have everybody in the village just like pee in this vat and they like boil off the ammonia all day. So just so you know, when you, when you do cocaine, this is the kind of things you're supporting, like this, the slave trade and Uh things like that. And, and cartels, because we grew up on the border. Like we knew what that, what shit was going on. Wait, so your eighth grade teacher told you how to, how to make cocaine. Uh, no, he gave us the cliff that's notes. That's the headline. Well, still he, like- gave us, he gave us the cliff notes on how they make cocaine as a lesson. And, and it's not that great. But, <laughs> well, you know, but knowledge is power. Like, now I know, like, if you take away the mystery of it, uh-huh. then it, uh, it loses its power. 
Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a cocaine fiend. I mean, I have a lot of jokes about it because people in Austin seem to see talk about it all the time. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not, but once you know about it, it doesn't, you, then it becomes your, then you can control it, you know? Yeah, I mean, at, at the end and of the you, day, and your appreciation for it grows. So you don't have to, you don't abuse it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, too much of anything is not good for you. So True. anything in moderation, whether it's, uh, you know, it's drugs, it's sex, it's food, it's alcohol, it's whatever it is. You you think that that would be, that would be the rule. But, you know, people have addictive personalities and, and you know, we're all different. I get, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so LSD... DMT is on the list. You probably know about all about it already. I just know it from Joe Rogan. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm getting a drug. Do you want to? Do way. you want to? Do you want to talk about DMT? Like, what is it? Like, a di- I don't know. I can't even pronounce it. Dietrical. Damn it. Dimethyl tryptamine. Di- ah, I looked it up. I mean, I don't want to read, read Wikipedia to you. No, 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 no. That's fine. Do your Google folks yeah, yeah. don't know about 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 DMT? No, no. I'm 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 curious. Wait. So do, do, when you were um, I get back to the to the comedy. So do do you in, in all the stuff that you've been writ- writing over the over the years, right? Because you told me you had a lot of stuff that you. I mean, I really um. I really only started putting it on paper about a couple of year, years ago, but I, you know, things have, were happening. I was busy gathering material, as I like to call it, and like just getting the stories. And then now I've decided to put them down. So it's only been a couple of years. But I saw <laughs> No, but that's fine. I mean, as of 2019, yeah. it was still working there. Yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you probably have some materials from that is what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. I want to hear those stories. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know why you're being stingy with stories, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, well, I'm just. I get off on tangents. I'm like talking about facts. I know. I guess. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That, that's fine. That's fine. This is what podcast is for. Just talking. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm curious. Like, if if I were to go, I say if because it's not. It's not a win. It's an if. Um, and, but, oh. I think we're on Jack, Mr. Giacomino and he oh, yeah, told yeah. us about, about drugs and um, and he told us about a little bit about how LSD worked and like I just remember <laughs> like he said like some people report tasting the sun or something talking about synesthesia. Wow. Okay. And I was like what? I want to try that. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Would mother approve? No. <laughs> no. She's a Jehovah's Witness and she has her thing. So I try not to argue about it anymore. She's happy. She supports me. I I love her so much. I she I don't I don't think she knows I'm trying to do comedy yet. She doesn't know? What do you, what does she think you... my older sister does? My mom I think my I think my, I'm pretty sure my mom knows she's not stupid. Well, I mean, I don't know your but, mom, but if you say so. I know. 
But uh, she she always knows. She's got motherly instincts. But um, I think she thinks I'm doing a lot of dog training, and probably she. And I don't know. <laughs> she's busy babysitting my my sister's kids, so she's she's in grandma heaven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally get she's that. Not think about that. <laughs> yeah, but but you you came to Austin by yourself then? Yeah. Uh, well, not not by myself. I know people from Burning Man that I'm friends with, and and there was an opening in a house that my friend was living in. I was like, yeah, I gotta get out of my mom's house, and so I left. From where? Where were you? From Bisbee, Arizona. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Doug Stan Hopeville. That's yeah, that's where Doug Stan Hope lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know him, but <laughs> I'd probably be better at comedy if I did. So, <laughs> Shit. Doug, Doug Stan Hope is one of my favorites. He really is. Yeah. If Me you too. Ever, if you watch Dead, have you watched Deadbeat Hero? Yeah. Yeah, the and one? I. Go ahead. Now, the the joke he does about trying to talk his mom into being a suicide bomber. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about the McDonald's breakfast sandwich and he shows up, well, I'm sorry, sir. We put all that stuff away. Like, there's no away. Get the... <laughs> it's right there under the green cabinet. I can see it. Mother! <laughs> I love that fucking joke. I mean, I, I've seen him. Every time he comes to, like, he came to Austin, I, w- I would go see him. He's one of my favorites. As far as, like, how do you paint such a vivid picture to the audience and make it funny. Like the way he describes things is like, he's one of the best, mm-hmm. one of the best at that. So that's, that's why, uh, that's why I love, I, I love Doug, but, uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to ask. Uh, so now do you, you came here because there was, so there was, I'm sure there's a bunch of people burning, man. It's, it's a big family, yeah. right? You see each other every year. Right. Yeah. Would you go back? Yeah. I mean, they gotta pay me. They gotta pay me to go back for if they want to do it in 2021. Which, my opinion is, they shouldn't. I think they need to leave the field fallow for another year because people are just really devastated by COVID and and out of money and like. We just need to get more shit together. Otherwise, it's going to be half-assed and it's going to suck. Well, why don't you just go and enjoy it instead of working? Because. You still do the involve and participate. I can probably just walk in. Like, I know how to sneak in the burning man. Okay. (laughs) Now let me know when you do that. Yeah. Wait, how how much? You got to pay to get there, right? Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to, you got to get there, but, um, the tickets. I've never paid for a ticket in my life, but you can apply for um, a low-income oh, ticket, and I think the cheapest they get is like five hundred dollars with fees and stuff. I don't know. That's not too bad. Five hundred dollars for for a whole week and yeah. and a, a whole crazy show. You know, <laughs> like that's worth it to me. ACL but on average, you're gonna spend about a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's like I, I forgot. I don't. I forgot how much ACL is. ACL is like what uh, for the whole weekend? Me, uh, hundred fifty like, bucks. Isn't it? Isn't Coachella like three thousand dollars or something stupid? I don't know, but you know, I've, I've always been. You curious, 
I've always been curious about these people who have the the time and the money to go to all these festivals. Burning Man, Coachella, ACL, Lollapalooza. And I'm like, these people got to, do they have a job or anything? Well, that's why it takes a big a mix of people. Like there are old people who sponsor it and who mostly build the art. I, I would say most of the big art builders are older people because you got to know a lot of shit to build something yeah, that big. I bet, I bet, yeah. And have it safe. And then you get the young people who are the, the grunts, the volunteers. So it takes everybody. It takes all kinds of people. And that's, you know, and if, if you have a theme camp or if you have a giant art piece, then you mm-hmm. get a grant and you have, so, you have so many tickets you can give out. So not everybody has to pay for it. Like, oh, okay. That's not, that's not a bad idea. That's not yeah. Bad idea at all, actually. So that's why I'm saying the second easiest way is to get in through a Burning Man um, project. Do, do you know the owner, the founder, that Larry Harvey guy? Uh, I've met Larry, Larry Harvey. He's dead. He died in 2018. So. Oh. But, there's, but there, there's when, when I first met him, I had no idea who he was. I just was like, who's the fuck's this old guy with gross teeth? And like, <laughs> he got his teeth fixed after that. Like, I thought that, but I didn't tell him, but he got some money and got his teeth fixed, but I didn't, I had no idea who he was because I, I, I was 23 and I thought I knew everything. Yeah. And then you came back and you just don't know shit. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And you, you act like you're 33 now and then you still don't know shit. Whatever. I don't believe it. I'm not buying it for a second. <laughs> Full of shit. <laughs> You don't know shit. You're full of shit. Well, I mean, I I think I have done some time traveling. Wait, so is there an equivalent to Burning Man anywhere else in the world? I would assume. I would think so. Um, They have. um, So they have kind of branched out. And I know there's one in Spain that they try and put on called Nowhere Man. Makes sense. Um, Water Man, Earth Man. Midburn. Midburn. (laughs) Yeah. Earth, Wind, Fire, Man. Yeah, yeah. Captain Planet comes out, and yeah. Yeah, it's all on the website. They like um, the Africa Burn is one. Um, it's Africa Burning Man. Af- there's Africa Burn. Yeah. Why? Africa is already a Burning Man every day, <laughs> and I'm from there. We do Burning Man. We don't need all that fancy shit. We do uh, Burning yeah. Man no matter what. We built shit. It's in like South Africa, so there's more white people who like that. That's what it is. It's not Africa. Yeah. So South Africa, if you ever been, you ever been? I've heard about it. No, but uh, I know I, I I love Trevor Noah for one. So and I've read his books. You know, I, I was hoping you say Nelson Mandela, but Trevor Noah works. And, and Nelson Mandela. <laughs> so. I'm, Learned about him through proximity, but like he's more interested and he's got a cute butt. Like, come on, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, Nelson Mandela? No, Trevor Noah. Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh, <laughs> look at his butt. I see his afro. But, man, I I know it's not but I saw Trevor Noah on on like this is the biggest comedy show I've ever been to. It was same Trevor Noah, and I had a really good seat at at Basketball like, Hall in Tucson. Oh, okay. And I saw him in Tucson, Arizona, at some school like NAU or U of A theater or something like that. But I really, ha- I had a really good seat to the left of the stage, and you don't see his butt from the stage or on camera, but he's mm-hmm. got a nice butt. Well, good and like, 
<laughs> that's your reference but, to South but, Africa. I mean, that's, but, <laughs> that's part of it. But like, it was also so like. Go ahead, describe Trevor Noah's the magic, performance. The magic of all that theater laughing was just fucking, I, like, that was magic. I want, I decided to go into comedy because I wanted to learn some of that magic. Uh-huh. You know, like, that's why they call it a spell. You spell out the words, you create this reality with what you're saying. And to to make it, to bring people with you in a journey to make them laugh, make them surprised in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge. It is. And that's, that's, that's why we're <laughs> in it. And you just, you just started. You don't even know yet. Yeah. I don't I'm, even I'm, know. You don't even know. Now, now you, do, you do not know that shit. <laughs> you don't know well, that. I, I don't I either. I've only tried a few spells. That's all I'm saying. I'm, that's, that's all we're trying to do. That's what they call it. But, I mean, I think that's why they call it a bomb. Because like you're doing alchemy, you're doing word alchemy, and you have to. What you're trying to do is make controlled explosions and be like surprise people and make them laugh. You don't want your whole thing to blow up, and that's a bomb. Did, I'm mean, like, okay. did you go see? So, if Trevor Noah was the biggest you've done, you show you've been to. That was the first one, or that was just the that biggest. Was- that was the biggest one I've ever been to. Uh, I, but I and see? because of his butt too. Well, I I was pleasantly I was pleasantly surprised about the butt. Okay, like, I didn't notice until I saw him live. I was like, oh damn, he's funny and he has a nice butt. Who else is funny as a nice butt? <laughs> I need a nice butt. I need a nice but, smile. But it, it definitely uh, reinforced my wants to go see more live comedy for sure. And I'm glad I live in Austin so I can do that now. I don't have to drive four hours or two hours to go see somebody big. Yeah, I mean, the, from where I was in Arizona. So. I, I think every big name in comedy has gone through Austin. Every single one. The one that I, I, I like, What's it? Bite yourself in the not bite yourself in the foot. What am I saying? Uh, what's the expression? Like, uh, like I fucked up. I didn't see him. Was George Carlin? Oh, uh, yeah. I he was died. so yeah. He died. <laughs> Thanks. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like you your Ed T-shirt. Yes, he died. Yes, he's dead. And then yes. Larry Harvey. They all did. Anyway, and that's the one that I was like, I forgot what I had to do that day. But I couldn't. See, I, I, he, he never came back. It, this was like early two thousands. He died in uh, oh. two thousand eight, I think, or something like that. But uh, it, I haven't seen. Yeah, two thousand eight, June two thousand eight. I didn't. I didn't get to see him. But I've seen a lot of comics here that are now gone, like Greg Giraldo, Patrice O'Neill, that we talk about. You see that that painting in right here on top in the corner? No, I'm I'm in that corner. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm now a, I see the point. <laughs> okay. That's that's uh Patrice O'Neill. Same thing. Uh I got to see uh Richard Jenny at uh okay. at the Paramount years ago. Well before he oh. before he died, same thing. So yeah, this definitely they've all come here and more and more are gonna come uh anyway. But uh it, it, but, but like the live comedy that you don't get in 
in watching from watching a special, you know, it's like, yeah, so important to to also building a craft because you have to watch that spell being made. There is and, a and, listen and be in that you have to like this. The crowd energy is. Is a really. A difficult thing to manipulate. You it know? is. There's and, a lot of variables. That, that, I, I couldn't understand people who did come. I couldn't understand. I mean, I know I get it, but doing comedy over Zoom during the pandemic, which is weird because like you said, if it's a, it doesn't translate. And so there's something about being in a crowd. And I equate it to being on the dance floor. Like I danced, I danced for seven years and I'm a proud dance freak. And now if the music is good, it's different. If I was, a, it's different if I'm, like I don't dance by myself at home. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. It, to me, it's always been about, okay, I have people around me and yeah. I'm just like lost in the mu- between the music. Like and, yeah, it's the same. It's the spell, except that it's a it's a DJ, you know, instead of a, instead of a comedian. Um, but there is this group energy that that flows and that that you feel, and you're like, you can recreate that. Like, there's very few specials oh. that I've watched, and I, I I busted out laughing in my living room. Very. <laughs> few. Yeah. But when you go see it live, it's a totally different experience, and you know mm-hmm. that's that's what we're trying. We're all trying to create. So, how- and I think that's why people are like went so crazy during the pandemic is because they didn't have that, you know. Oh that, yeah, because it, in a way, it's a ritual. Like people's church is doing is going out dancing sometimes, you know. Like they got to do that to re-energize, to refuel, and be in that space. Oh. We're we are social creatures. I mean, you know your history, and the the idea of just yeah, getting together, whether it's a tribe or it's a church or it's uh, you know as, as a city, as a you know a, a community or subculture, whatever whatever your whatever your team is. Yeah, that's or as a country or as a fan of a football team or whatever. That's what we do. And you take that shit away, people will go crazy. People will went fucking nuts. <clears throat> but um, so how do you how how do you feel so far about what you how many more open mics have you done? Are you keeping track? I haven't. I've uh, I've still only got about fifty minutes. I've got under an hour. Under an hour total. Close. Yes. I have not been keeping close track. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's I fine. know it's under an hour. Like it's between forty and fifty minutes. So, Are you and I don't, I don't know how many open mics that is because I'm just I'm counting stage time because a lot of time I we I end early. Like sometimes I'll stall on stage and I just can't get going again. I'll just back up. Yep, that's that minute is just gonna go to the house. Whatever you know. Are you, are you trying uh, new stuff every time? Because I mean, it sounds like you have a catalog. I am. I I do. I have been trying some new stuff, but I am uh, also rewriting a lot. Like mm-hmm. that's the alchemy. But, yeah, <laughs> that's the fucking alchemy. That, I, and I, I've said this before, and I say it again. That to me, that's the fascinating part of it. Is the uh, 
crafting of the joke and from the vocabulary you use, the tenses you use. Like I was a big grammar nerd when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. so that I, I, I mean, I studied German, I studied Latin for four years. Uh, uh, I mean, I know French. And so, yeah, if, if you love grammar, those three will fucking. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, you got to read if you want to. You, you know what's you know what's interesting is that you got in in French in French education, um, there's a like in French class, okay. you are taught how to analyze text. I don't know if it, people do that here because I don't remember no, taking English. Our class. education systems. Oh, don't let me give me started. I worked in the education <laughs> industry on the tech side for twelve years with Louisiana. Yeah. Trust me, yeah, it sucks. But so we we were taught, um, say you take a um, uh, an excerpt from a play, or a poem, or a novel, and you study the text. And uh, when you're in your let's see, your junior year in high school, you have to take the French test. And what the French test is, there's the oral part where you you're you're give you you go to the to to the uh, to your school. They give send a letter and said you have to come to your school, and they give you and you have to um, give the list of all the text or plays everything you studied throughout the year to somebody you don't know, mm-hmm. and then you have you have twenty minutes to prepare for an interview. And the, the 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 person goes, okay, we're gonna do uh, out of these twenty things, we're gonna do this one. So they pick randomly. So you gotta study your ass off, and then yeah. twenty minutes to prepare. You write your notes, whatever, and then you do ten minutes of basically um, a presentation, and then as a ten minutes uh, interview about the text you just presented. So if it's a poem, you have to read it right. If it's a play, you have to like play it out and everything. And then ten minute, and then ten minutes of interview when the, the that person whatever can ask you about anything, the author's life, all of that. But in that analysis, you have you talk about choice of words, you talk about tenses, you talk about sentence structures, you talk about uh, voc- uh yeah vocabulary. Why mm-hmm. why did the author choose this word and not that one? Why is this paragraph like this and not like that? And you have to study all of that shit. Yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. I'd say they try to do that in American schools, but they don't pay teachers enough to care. So. Exactly. I, I don't think French people get paid either. <laughs> That's just, well, at but, least you guys get a lot of vacation, right? Every, every six weeks. Every six weeks we get yeah. two weeks. See that if there's one thing that the French know how to do well, I mean, we came up with kissing and uh, and. Uh, Food, pretty much, and fashion. Yeah. Uh, but um, those are all good, good things. They know how to how to live, mm-hmm. and so and you know, like the 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 work week in France is thirty five hours, not forty. Yeah, great. No, people don't need to work too long that long. It's like some arbitrary, stupid number. People don't take the time. That's that's the thing. And maybe maybe more people need to go to Burning Man and just learn to like live just live yeah it's it's, yeah, it's don't look at the clock it's, if it doesn't if you don't make it then fuck 
find something else. That's, that's the kind of way I, because there's no schedule out there. Like there is a guidebook that you get mm-hmm. when you get there. That's like, Oh, there are people in two are serving pancakes at this time or whatever, but there are some scheduled things, but not a lot of it isn't. And sometimes it's just like word of mouth too. <laughs> Wait, what about the shows? Like there are performances. Shows, there are performances, but you're not allowed to put out a playlist or set list or anything like that because otherwise then people will buy the ticket just expecting to go see this like famous person. They like, can go over there and camp out in front of the stage for a week and you'll So there there are ways to find out because there's like a there there's we have our own radio station, like BMIR, oh. you tune in and they have announcements about things going on. So if you pay attention and you ask, then you can find what you're looking for. But but those they try to keep those things that way because they don't want to turn it into Coachella. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just status. Is there a mayor of Burning Man City? Um, there is a a, a council. There's a like the Yeah, they um <laughs> They, just they call rolls? themselves first camp. They're a bunch of old people. They're they're the founders, you know, and and lawyers. And lawyers, <laughs> like yeah, I bet that, some lawyers. People that live in San Francisco and they are on the payroll. So payroll year round. Oh, year round. Yeah, I'm not on the payroll year year round. Well, what what happens outside of those two months? I don't know, man. They're delusional you talking about whether or not to have the event and whether and they're like talking about covid endlessly and like that takes 10 months <laughs> yeah i and mean then i i think if they were to make a decision they're way fucking behind on shit that needs to get done but what is here and then and then there are people yeah and there are people who hired who are hired year round because Burning Man has land out there in Nevada, and they have equipment that they maintain, and and we have like fleet vehicles that need to get driven and make sure there's no mice living in trailers and stuff like that. Like they have some staff equipment that needs to get maintained throughout the year, so those people are on the payroll doing something. But I mean, I, I understand but the that- old people who the founders who have are multimillionaires now. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So. Probably. They're yeah, they are. It's, it's, we know because, I mean, Burning Man's a nonprofit event. They have to publish their taxes. And yeah, I mean, and, and if you're inside, you know, it's just politics. It's just our mini version of politics. You know, it's like <laughs> we, like, all, we all have to deal with the same shit in every job. You know what's funny is that in one breath, like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I went for eight years. And another, you're like, yeah, this is all politics. All these million, millionaire it's motherfuckers. These old white guys with dreadlocks and fucked up teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it, Corey? Is it? It's both. It's yin and yang, man. It's, it's a it's microcosm. Mm-hmm. It's a microcosm of the world. It's like a, uh, yeah, it's like a representation of the world like a Benetton ad everybody from any from all over the place except that you take money out of the equation mm-hmm. man I don't I don't know I wonder how like 
Well, and and the gifting principle, like really, and it it's powerful, you know. When so you're not expecting anything from anybody, that's a really freeing thing, you know. Nobody's people just give you a drink and then they don't want to sleep with you. They don't want anything back. They just want you to see the the art. They don't, you know. Did you uh, did you have any? major problems like personally while you were there major problems i've been ill like hella ill out there like from, from what from noro from for one norovirus that usually gets around once a year i don't know what which is. is uh as hold on my dog wants him hold on let me pause it hey you want to come up here uh house guest dog ziggy hi ziggy Contagious virus that causes vomiting and diarrhea. That yes, can't be fun yes. out in the desert. So that's that's the stomach flu that people get usually. Like a food poisoning is also a, what it's known as. There's norovirus. Oh, okay. Um, um, and also I've had like really terrible uh, kidney problems and UTIs out there, like from getting dehydration and oh, not and and it's the soil. I also have very, very terrible feet problems because the soil is alkali. And so it, um, and so is the oil on your skin. So mm-hmm. it just becomes more acidic. It, 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 it'll like burn your, you'll get burns from it essentially because it's just acid. Like having, and you, and you fight it by bringing vinegar, pH balance things. Oh, no STDs? So, uh, I've, oh, I definitely got herpes from a boyfriend that I met at Burning Man. Jason? No, this person, let's call him. Tyler. No, Tyler's not a great name for him. Uh, Vincent. Let's just call him Jerko. How about Jerko? Oh. <laughs> Cause he lied to me, man. I like, he was, he didn't tell you he couldn't pay me. Like he just, he lied about paying rent and shit. Like he was just a liar. I don't like that guy anymore, but Wait, he lied for paying rent. Yeah. What rent at, at Burning Man? No, we were living in Oakland at the time. Oh, but you met at Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you came back with him. Yeah. Uh, but like he gave me herpes. <laughs> All right, now you know some shit. <laughs> well, he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about either, and and you know, like also young, whatever. He thought he had a he had a cold sore, or like he told me that he was allergic to lemons, and he got a sore on his lip. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. But that's okay. Eighty percent of the population has herpes, and the other twenty percent are children. So. Everybody has fucking herpes. At Burning Man or in general? In general, the, the population of the world. Like, where'd you get that herpes, number? From? Herpes simplex number one. Herpes. Eighty percent of people have herpes in the world. That's that's the number I remember. Fifty to eighty percent of U.S. adults have oral herpes. About 90% of adults have been exposed to the virus by age 50. Fuck that. Yep. 
<laughs> nope. It's just, a, it's just a thing that happens. It's not that bad. It's like <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't speak on that. You can. I can never have. Her yeah. Time. I mean, I never had another outbreak, but you know, it's that's the thing of the uh, of herpes. It um, it incorporates itself into your DNA, so you're never going to get rid of it. Fine. That's how you get. Yeah, and it'll just come out sometimes during stress or. where does it come out? UV. Could be uh, in, if you get lips. mouth, yeah. And then herpes simplex number number two is more genital warts. Right. I'm, 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 now I'm learning some shit. I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> learn about drugs. Learn about Burning Man. Learn about herpes. All things. Oh, I don't when you catch it, when you catch it, you. I wanted to read it about it. You're like, fuck. What do I got to do now? You know. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Of what What happened to me? I was at dinner with with two of my girlfriends. I didn't have two yeah. girlfriends, but two girl space friends. We're at dinner, and uh, I get a text from this other girl that I've been fucking really. Uh, and uh, she texts me, and she's like, "Hey, I need to call you." Uh, it's, it's urgent. I'm like, I'm at dinner. Can you wait? She goes, no, I got to talk to you. I go outside. She calls me up and she said, hey, back. Um, I, 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 I think I had it and, and I think now you have it. He just said it. I, I was so like pissed off and scared and just like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? I never thought. And we were I think we were safe. Yeah, maybe well, not. Like going through your head, like yeah, eight. literally. And, and 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 mind you, I was eight. You call it it? Yeah, and, and yeah. So, I, I would go right to eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I come back to the table. I come back to dinner, and I'm just like head down, not saying a word. I was laughing and everything before I before the call. I come back and I'm just like I'm not hungry anymore. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna like. <laughs> Give me the check. I got to go home. Uh, I'm not feeling mm-hmm. good right now. My friend's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't, I can't tell you. I went home and I researched AIDS for an hour and a half. Yeah. And I was like, shit, how can I? And I remember at the time, my parents didn't live with me. They lived, they had moved back to France. It was just me and my sister in this house. And uh, I'm like, I don't know who I can talk to. Like, what the fuck? She, she just said, it it has to be AIDS. Can you live with that? Magic Johnson is you know yeah. still alive. Yeah, still and I'm black too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I, I I couldn't sleep, and I called her, and she goes, "Oh, it's it's just uh, chlamydia. Go to the doctor, no. get a thing, and then no, you're done with that. I'm like you fucking bitch. You couldn't say you couldn't said it was my first time catching any anything." And I'm like, yeah. you couldn't said, yeah, you know, it, it's fine. Just go to the doctor, get a, you know, whatever. I forgot. I even forgot what, what they gave you. Is it a shot or a pill you got to take for a week, whatever. And yeah. uh, and so I'm like, you could have said that on the phone, but you said it. You know how freaked out I was? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm done with you. I'm not, I'm not with you anymore. <laughs> that was, oh my God. That, yeah. I was so freaked out. I lost my appetite. I, I always finish my steaks, but that day I'm like, I'm not, I'm not eating. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, all right. We've been talking for maybe an hour and a half now. 
What's your, yeah. what's your dope shit you want to share since you, I mean, you shared a lot of dope shit already. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, what kind of dope shit have I been into lately? Doesn't matter, lately or not. A book, a TV show, a website, and Netflix. Um, a YouTube channel. Well, I always want to share. I always, I know a lot of people are like getting dogs, and I always, sure. I have made this recommendation so many times, might as well make it again. But like, if you have a new dog, um, I recommend this book. Uh, the Other End of the Leash by Patricia B. McConnell. The Other End. Uh, PhD. Mm-hmm. And um, I bring up this book because I, I think it really helped me at, with understanding how to, how to A, learn a language that is of a different of a different species, you know, and and learn a lot more about uh, ourselves as as humans and where we came from. Because there's she talks a lot about like the study of ecology, which is mm-hmm. um, behavior, human and animal behavior, animal behavior. So you're a dog whisperer. Are you train dogs or something? I, I train dogs. Yeah. Oh, that's that's your job or your. Uh, that's why I. That's a side gig. I I've just been right riding the unemployment train lately, but like. <laughs> that's my that's kind of my my fallback that 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 I like to do, especially it works for traveling. Like. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have to you don't have to make a big commitment after you if you help somebody with their puppy. Like usually it's only one or two sessions and. I try to give people all the everything they need to learn, but <laughs> you're waiting for Burning Man 2022. I know. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's all he's leading to. Taught me. I know. I got to get a real job. You're still. But I'm also. I, I. But like, I've also. Uh, I'm trying to. I want to learn locksmithing. I would love to do a locksmithing as a job. I think that'd be fun. You probably learned that at Burning Man 2022. Someone will teach you, will gift you the knowledge of. Oh, uh, well, no, I, I bought myself a lock kit. That's my, it's going to be like my puzzle toy. I'm going to try it. Why not? Do, yeah. Go, go for it. Go for it. I think uh, you got to have one, one nefarious skill. Because when the apocalypse comes and shit hits the fan, you don't know how to survive in the underworld, but, you know? Yeah, but if you can make people laugh, hopefully they'll give you some stuff. Yeah. Make you laugh? Give me water. Ooh, that only goes so far. Yeah. Some people are real, like, sometimes got tough crowns. <laughs> okay, you, you, you better be funny. You're going to no die. Or no crowns, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's my dope shit? Uh, my dope shit is... Yeah, I shared Attack on Titans last week. So okay. something I'm I'm watching. Uh, actually, no, I I've been um, working out. My, a friend of mine sends me these uh, these CrossFit um, exercises okay. that I do like three times a week. 
Um, and it's actually pretty dope. I've been doing it for like a month and a half, trying to lose my dad bod. And uh, it fucking it works. Like there there there's stuff in there, and I do it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna ask him if I can if I can share that because I mean he we grew up together in France. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He's in Canada now, um, and uh, he used to be fat and yeah. uh, like baggy jeans and everything. And now he's like fucking shredded. So shout out to you. Is that? Um, but I think that the, the stuff he sends me is, is fucking, it's incredible because it's, it, I didn't know there were different, of course, there's tons of way to diet, there's tons of way to work out, but the way that he structures it, it's like, uh, and, and I know there's nothing new. If you've been working out, it's like, uh, emo every minute on the minute, like you work out for a minute and then you, on the minute you change. Or there's uh, uh, you work out for 30 oh, seconds yeah, yeah. and you rest for 20 seconds, <laughs> like like alternating type of shit. Because because I've always worked out like, yeah, I'll go and do reps here and then I go reps there. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot less boring. It kind of keeps you on your yeah. toes and focused. Yeah. Because if you're not, you can't fuck off and check your phone in 20 seconds. Right. So. Yeah. But, but not just that. Like by the end of it, like I, it's a 30 minute, it could be a 30 minute workout. I'm like. Holy fuck! I just did a hundred pushes, push-ups. Yeah, cool. Be- because it added up. Like I did twenty, twenty, twenty. Or I did twenty of this, and then twenty push-ups, and twenty something else. Mm-hmm. And when you add up all the reps at the end, I'm like, holy fuck! I did like four hundred reps total. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's been working great. I'm asking if I can share it. I'm sure there's stuff online What's you, you can find. Again? I mean, it's just a CrossFit thing. But I'm, I'm oh, if you're CrossFit. interested, yeah. I mean, CrossFit is yeah. the fucking religion. I always thought it was one of those yeah. cults. Because when people talk about it, talk about it like it's a fucking cult and, and it's annoying as hell. And But the way that he approaches it, he's not, a, I mean, he does it, he competes every morning and all that stuff. Um, but I'm going to ask him, if, if you're interested in the stuff that he sends me, I'd be happy to share uh, with his permission. Of course, I'm sure I have no problem with it because he loves it. Um, well, when you uh, like something, you want to share. Like, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the whole magic of what we've been talking about. Like, People want that information that they want yeah. to share it. It's just that what you want to do, you want to gift it because it's so cool. That's what we want this earth for. The purpose of life sure. is sharing. Part of it. I'm going to end on that. Now. I think a lot, of it, a lot of it is having babies. But no, no, <laughs> you, no. Gotta, you get to that through sharing. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I do think, and I, and I talked about it last, last podcast because th- this guy okay. reached out to me randomly on Twitter and uh-huh. because I tweeted, I never tweet, and I tweeted something about cancel culture. And it's like, here's my phone number. Call me. We'll record a podcast. I didn't know the guy. And we talked uh-huh. for an hour about the purpose of life yeah. Yeah. and and racism. Awesome. And I think it's just, it, it's uh, sharing. Life is a, is, is a collection of moments, small moments. And what's critical about those moments is, uh, well, first, how you experience them, but also with who? Who do you share those moments with? And so take away the car, take away the money, take away the hot wife, take away the kids, take away... Well, not take away the kids. That, that's, that's, that's it. But t- t- take away all the superficial <laughs> shit, like what yeah. what, um, what, what uh, religion you're in, what politics you're, you follow, whatever that is. But at the, at the end of the day, 
that's what we do. And, you know, we. Yeah, we those things moments. are all little pieces of you. Exactly. And that's. So you can't. Yeah. I never need to so read a book want. about the purpose of life. That's uh, to me, that's what it is. That's what matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, make sure you follow the feedback. Every Oh, let me ask yeah. you first. Where can people find you on the social media? Oh, um, I have an Instagram account and I'm on Facebook as Corey Wolf. My Instagram account, you can find me through Corey Wolf or um, Pariah Priestess on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I have... That's a whole nother hour of talking about Twitter and <laughs> why I don't like it, but. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, well, talk to me. I'll, I'll check on you. I'll check okay. on you. Cause I, I'm, I'm honestly, and I, and I said it, I made you cry last time. I'm not going to say it again. Cause I don't want you to Aww. cry. On, I don't want you to cry on my podcast again, but I, I'm glad that you decided to, to jump in and to share your thoughts and your, uh, you know, basically yourself, you know, and, okay. and it, it takes balls which you don't have, but it takes balls nonetheless. And so Courage. don't stop. Yeah. Sure, it's a, it's a, it's a, you said it, like taking those walls down and be be open. I know I know it's it's a weird community to be a part of because we all trying to be funny and we can be offensive and we can, but mm-hmm. I think it's, I think for the most part, we're, we're lucky in Austin uh, because it, it's not as, how can I put this? Not not competitive, but we're not at each other's throat. Each other, from what yeah. I've seen so far, there's there's, there's well, some assholes comedy, anywhere. Comedy is, you know, the old saying is like tragedy. Comedy is tragedy plus time. So we're all just trying to like make light of these tragedies that we've had. You know, we all have a a, a very beneficent goal. I would say, as comedians, we don't want to hurt anybody. We just want to. Maybe our story will help somebody else's tragedy and see a little light in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're here to share a part of ourselves with, you know, with the rest of the world. And if yeah. we get some laughs in the process, win-win. Exactly. That's really what it's about. <laughs> All right. So as always, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media. I have a, I will have a big announcement to make about Hip Hop Bingo soon. Cross your fingers, cross your eyes, cross your toes. I hope it happens. But holy, that was weird as hell. <laughs> um, but when you said cross your eyes, I cross your eyes, yeah. cross your toes, cross your fingers. Yeah, that's a weird look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and other than that, thank you so much for for listening. This this is episode two hundred. Uh, uh, Corey, thank you for being thank on you, the good episode. Uh, to many more, and I will see you around at mics and at shows. And I think I'm gonna go to I'm gonna to show tonight, and um, go to uh, the Romo room later. I signed okay. up for six minutes. I don't know what I'm gonna say. I got this story that I oh you were there when I told my uh, French hooker punch me in the face story. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to work that one out. That was my first time doing it, but I, I want to tell it differently. But anyway, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. Catch out.